Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network on this Monday, December the 6th, and we thank you for listening to AFR. I'm Tim Wildman, as the announcer just told you, and joining me in studio is uh, Fred Jackson. Good morning, Fred. Good morning, Tim. It's a Monday. It's That's right. It's a new, it's a new week. It's new opportunity. New opportunity. <laughs> new opportunities uh, are, are in our pathway. Uh, Chris Woodward, good morning, Chris. Good morning. How are you, sir? I'm well. I'm uh had a had a few pots of Joe thus far. Several more to go. A few pots of Joe. That's yeah. legal, right? It is. Chris? Yeah. Huh? I'm gonna walk home later today. Okay. All 18 miles. You did say the word pot, I so did. I wanted to um, make sure people understood you're talking about coffee. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, depending on the state that you're in nowadays, you modern day America, say that, you just don't know what's being legalized. Correct. Out there. I got a question for both you guys. Yeah. Go ahead. Friday night. Uh-huh. I go out to put something in my garbage cans about six fifteen, six twenty, and I look to the skies. Yep, I know what you're going to say. Did you see it? No, my wife Allison. I was inside and she saw it and she said I didn't. What you're talking about? Describe yeah. describe what you're talking about. A lot of people saw it. Well, this is the Elon Musk's kind of space. He's SpaceX. He's got piles of satellites up there circling the globe. But I was out putting something in the garbage, and I look up, and I see this string of lights across the sky. Now, I'm used to seeing airplanes going over. Right. But this was a string of lights. I'd never seen anything. I, I went run inside. I say, Susie, my wife, you got to come out and see this. Because if I described it later, she'd think, oh, you're crazy, Fred. Was <laughs> it still there when you went out and got it? Oh, her? yes. Okay. Yeah. It was. Now, I say moving slowly. But it's kind of like at the speed of a jet at a high, high altitude. So it took about five, six minutes to get over our house. Yeah. We didn't know what it was. I had no idea what it was, but we did some research. My oldest daughter did some research, and we found out it was this string of satellites mm-hmm. that Elon uh, Musk, Musk the, yeah. the multi-billionaires put up yeah. there, Mr. Tesla. Mr. Richest Man on the Planet. Yes, he is. And he's he's setting up an internet service. He's setting up all kinds of things, communications, cheap communications, I guess it is. But here we found out this is a string of satellites. They're all attached together. And just on Friday night, the sun, which had just recently gone down, hit the solar panels that are attached to these satellites that are all strung together. So what you saw was like a string of Christmas lights in yeah. the sky. I bet that did freak you out a little bit at first. Well, it, it did. And, of course, the next morning, it was people in Colorado saw mm-hmm. it. And mm-hmm. uh, and now you can go on, I think it's a SpaceX website, and, and you can actually find out when you'll be able to see it if the sky is clear. So they they keep tracking this string of satellites. But, wow, it just blew me away. Yeah, Allison, my wife, she saw it. She was outside, uh-huh. and she took a picture of it because yeah. it's kind of like uh, – Okay, who's going to believe me? Am I seeing a, am I seeing a UFO? If <laughs> I say I saw a UFO, nobody's going to believe me. I know. Uh, so yeah. I better take a picture of it. I, so, I, I, that's so that's what I, it was. I went and got my wife, so 
I had a, I had evidence, and then right. she took a right. shot of it. So it wasn't a UFO. It was a, an identified flying object, which was headed into outer space. Mm-hmm. Elon Musk, uh, his satellite business, yeah. I guess. Yeah, it was fantastic. Interesting. I um, see. But if you didn't know what it was, weren't yeah. expecting it. It was yeah. wild. You know, I, I, had, I had not even heard of Elon Musk until about five years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he is... If you got more money than Jeff Bezos, oh yeah, you're you've got uh, a lot. Yeah, and now they're kind of in a space race with one another. Mm-hmm. It's like anything you can do, I can do better. Yeah, but I remember when Amazon was just just books, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, books and like in, old cassette tapes and stuff. In the nineties, yeah. mm-hmm. wasn't that right? Mm-hmm. Books and then he started that in his garage. And like Bezos used to like be in his garage on Saturday morning, like taping up boxes to ship out. Yeah, uh, I don't. He was a genius. One of them is so, going to so, buy the so moon. Is, so is the other I'm guy. Convinced. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're just uh, highly, highly intelligent people. What did yeah. you say? I was said one of them is going to buy the moon, I'm convinced. Buy the moon? Yeah. It's going <laughs> to either be a Tesla, Starlink. Uh, he even so you has think a, we'll put a Tesla on the moon? Oh, probably. Yeah, so that way they can brag about it. You know, the funny thing is um, – Musk actually owns another company. This one doesn't get a lot of attention. And it sounds like I'm making it up, but it's called the Boring Company. Boring meaning like drilling. Because he is he has this plan where he's going to alleviate a lot of the traffic problems in places like L.A. by digging tunnels and stuff that's going to free up a lot of the, uh, the traffic hassle. Hey, listen. I don't know the guy's politics or his religious views or anything mm-hmm. hardy at all. I just know I wouldn't put anything past a guy. Who has uh, basically self-made? Oh yeah. Uh, uh, I'm talking about his intellect and his genius and his ideas are are uh, at well out in va- advance of the future. Mm-hmm. So yeah. pretty sharp. Listen, if you're gonna like you know have a uh, you know have a con- uh, have a uh, testing Scott contest, you want him on your team. Oh yeah. <laughs> Okay. He's first, second pick. Yeah, yeah. No, he's first. <laughs> he's first. He's first. He's first pick for me. All right. Uh, again, we thank you for listening to the program today. And if you want to watch on the internet, Facebook or YouTube, type in today's issues. Just go to Facebook or YouTube and type in the words today's issues, and you can watch us live video stream the show here and uh, from our studios. We are also posting the stories that we talk about on our Facebook page so that you can have access to those for yourself. Uh, so we do that mm-hmm. each and every day. We select the stories that we're going to discuss, and we put them up there on the uh, Today's Issues uh, Facebook page. Uh, all right, Chris, what do you got? Well, let's mention this because uh, a lot of people are sharing memories of the man and talking about you know first and second picks there. Someone who was the Republican Party's first pick for the presidential nomination in 1996 was Senator Bob Dole. He passed away over the weekend at the age of 98. I did not realize this until I read his obit of sorts on AFN.net. He was the vice presidential running mate of one Gerald Ford uh, in the uh, mid to late 1970s when Ford tried to run again. Uh, or run himself for president post Watergate. Any memories of uh, Dole stand out to you guys? Yeah, just reading his, I, I have so much respect for him. He was a soldier, World War II, got wounded. He was shot up. They were attacking a, a German machine gun nest, and that's that's why many people wondered. He he was severely injured, right shoulder, right arm, and that's why he carried a pen in that right hand. 
most of his life because people reach out to shake your right hand. He can only operate with his left hand. But just a tremendous guy. He said, you know, I could have decided just to go off and spend the rest of my life in a rehabilitation home or whatever the case, but he pushed forward. Tremendous sense of humor, too. You know, after he they lost was a 96 running mm-hmm. against Bill Clinton. Right. He went on uh, David uh, Letterman's show, mm-hmm. and Letterman introduced him and said, Bob, what have you been up to lately? Mm-hmm. And his response was, well, apparently not enough. <laughs> right. <laughs> he, he was able to zing himself. Yeah. So just a tremendous guy, uh, and I think, what was it, back well, in the... He's a Kansas... Uh, Native. Mm-hmm. Kansas Native. He, he represented the uh, Sunflower State in the United States Senate for, and he was a Senate majority leader. Yes. Or yeah. a minority leader. Mm-hmm. So he was a leader. Yeah. In Just, the United States Senate. 98 years old, huh? Yeah. yeah. Tremendous guy. Really? Yeah. Yeah. He made headlines when uh, I believe it was President George H.W. Bush passed away uh, during the Trump administration. Uh, mm-hmm. Dole attended the uh, the funeral and uh, had somebody assist him standing up from a wheelchair and saluted the, uh, the former president. That, that image. Uh, stands out. I know um, having grown up in the 90s, uh, SNL, in, w- back when they were a good-hearted uh, satirical uh, program, they, they had Norm MacDonald, who has since passed away, uh, make f- he, he I don't want to say make fun of him. He was the one that portrayed Senator Bob Dole. I remember watching that as a kid. And actually, Bob Dole uh, appeared on SNL one time. Uh, they did kind of a humorous um, tag-along between the actual Bob Dole and the fake Bob Dole. I remember that as a kid. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So uh, the, the uh, flags around the country, at least uh, the federal government flags, uh, President Biden has, has uh, authorized them flying a half-mast, mm-hmm. what, for a week, something like that, in honor of the uh, memory. Yeah. In honor of uh, the memory of uh, Senator Bob Dole. Uh, so, yeah. All right, Chris, next story. Well, uh, if you are planning to fly into the U.S. very soon, you need to be aware we are announcing today more stringent testing requirements. Uh, The CDC is basically shortening the testing window for all international air travelers uh, and the things they have to do to get on board a flight to the U.S. This would now include people that are American. So if you are abroad right now and you are planning on returning to the U.S., you're going to need to uh, take and show a negative COVID test within the last three days or prove that you've had COVID-19 in the past 90 days to get on board that flight to fly into the U.S. And, of course, if you are <laughs> Wait crossing a minute. So, the border, so you if you're, uh, So if you want to leave the United States, you want to travel, go out of the country, mm-hmm. in order to get back into the country, you're saying you have to have a – a negative COVID test within, so it's not 24 hours, it's 72 hours? That Correct. What you're yeah, according to the information which I've read in two different places on USA Today today. So, uh, what is the time that you have? Uh, you've got three days. You need to show a, a negative COVID test from the last three days or prove that you've had COVID-19 in the is past that a 90 haunt, days. Is that, a, is that a, haunt, a test you put in your... Uh, Suitcase, or is this something you you have to go to a doctor? Yeah, I guess you get you can do it abroad somehow. Maybe go to a pharmacy or a clinic some somewhere over there. They even have at home tests. That's going to be really burdensome mm-hmm. for a lot of people. That that that's going to prohibit a lot of travel. I think uh, out of the country. Mm-hmm. Well, how long does this last? Well, it I don't see a a time frame and how long they 
are planning on doing this, so I would say for the foreseeable future until they change their mind. So uh, just so I understand this correctly, so you have to have a test to get on the plane, I understand, because we have a colleague that just uh, went down to South America recently. So you, you, mean to to travel, a, you mean to travel to another country from the United States? Yes. You have most to have, most you have, all over the countries are requiring a yeah. test. So you have to have a test before you right, get on the plane right, here right. in the United States. Mm-hmm. And so coming back, uh, he told us that he and his wife have to have a test from the country that they are flying back from before they get on the plane to come home. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of rolling the dice. Because just imagine. You oh, yeah. Go, you go... I don't know, go to Cancun yeah. or whatever the case may be, and you get down there, and somehow you yeah. contact. I know, so, the I know virus. that. I know a couple that that happened to. So what happens then if you if you test positive while you're in Cancun? Then you got to stay down there. Yeah, you got to quarantine. You, mm-hmm. you got to quarantine for ten to fourteen days or so, such like that. Yeah, that's a real risk. That's a uh, that 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 can happen to you. Yeah. When, so that's why I'm saying this will. Yeah. Well, you know, Alice and I, we were considered going to Cancun. We like going down there. Uh, I've been there. And and, uh, and when it's winter here, it's summer there. Yeah. <laughs> it's very appealing for a two-hour flight from Atlanta, right? Uh-huh. It's relatively inexpensive compared to a lot of other resort mm-hmm. cities. But when they said, okay, you got to have a you, – you got to test before you come back in to – well, you, at that time you had to test to go into Mexico, but I don't know if you still have to do that at the hotel or not. But testing coming back into the United States before you get on the planes, you're talking about well, if you fail that, then you got to find somewhere to mm-hmm. uh, quarantine for for uh, ten days or mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Well, that's you're talking about a few thousand dollars right there. Yeah. So you so you, people aren't going to take that risk. Sure. Is what I'm right. saying. A that's lot right. of people, I don't think travelers, uh, they don't budget for 14 days of extra food. No. Well, uh, no. But I but I did know a couple that that happened to. Uh, that really did happen to. They tested positive, getting ready to get on the airplane, and mm-hmm. then said, "Well, you got you can't get on airplane." Well, what if you got, you know, you got, what if you got? You can't take a risk if you got kids, grandparents keeping the kids. Right. Got your or job. You got, you got your pets. You got your job. I mean, yeah. there's a lot. Yeah, that could happen. I can't imagine the conversation. Hey, Fred, it's Chris. <laughs> I'm in somewhere. Uh, I can't come back for two weeks. Right. Okay. Well, okay. Yeah. So, uh, uh-huh. So you su- you're suffering in Cancun, are you? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I got you. Gonna take All one right. for the, you know, there's yeah, no take, I in one, take team. One, but... Take one for the team. Is that what you were going to say? Yeah. So mm-hmm. anyway, the, but these new travel regulations mm-hmm. are, uh, uh, Biden's put them into place. Yes. And so you get, you know, uh, in Israel, uh, that in, in, I don't know, other countries perhaps are doing this. They require a vaccine. Yes. Shot. Right. Uh, the COVID shot to get into their country. In addition to testing, mm-hmm. uh, testing before you get on the plane, you have to show that. And then te- I'm talking about uh, like a show a verification of an actual test and then test when you get off the mm-hmm. plane in Israel. Now, other countries are doing similar things, but uh, I think the the requirement to have a vaccine shot is unnecessary in this whole process if you're going to test that's right because <laughs> having the vaccine shot as mm-hmm. we know now does not keep you from having covid or it doesn't keep you from spreading covid right. mm-hmm. 
The only thing that they say that the uh, vaccine shot does, or the COVID shot, as I call it, does is uh, perhaps keeps you from getting uh, deathly ill. Right. Okay. That's that's how well, I would say okay. it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, does it keep you from getting COVID or spreading COVID? Because everybody knows. So I don't know what the point of a vaccine requirement would be to enter a country. I would. I, I do agree with the test. Because that way, you know, is somebody getting on the airplane that has COVID, you've stopped them from entering your country by doing a test. So I don't, I don't necessarily have a problem with that, you know, mm-hmm. as much as uh, I don't, I think the vaccine requirement is, is unnecessary because it doesn't have any effect on whether people transmit the virus, COVID. Now, this point needs to be made, and I'm not the first person to make it, all these travel regulations and requirements that uh, are, we're talking about here, especially as it relates to the United States and the Biden administration announcing some new ones, mm-hmm. they don't apply to people who come here illegally across the border. Right. Yeah. In Mexico, our Mexican uh, border with the United States is wide open, mm-hmm. and Biden is just letting people pour in here by the millions. Since he's started his, since his administration mm-hmm. said they were no longer going to enforce uh, uh, laws, basically having to do with people coming here illegally, and those people aren't having to be uh, vaxxed or tested, or uh, I think they're doing some testing, but that's not preventative to keep them from going all over the country. No, nope. so I don't understand. It, and Fauci the other day, Lord Fauci. Uh, would not say, uh, he said this is two separate issues. Yeah. Do, do, do we have that clip? This no, was it. I Peter, who, who asked him about this? No, it wasn't. I don't think it was Ducey. He was on. I think he was on with Neil Cavuto on Friday. Uh, yes, but I do believe he was asked in a press briefing the day prior. Yeah, yeah they asked him. They asked Dr. Fauci. Said, uh, "What about your these new travel?" restrictions mm-hmm. on south on africa right yeah south africa well uh, southern so, part of africa southern part of africa because of this new virus which by the way turns turning out to be nothing more than a bad cold mm-hmm. people freaking out about mm-hmm. um and and he said and they said well wh- how are you putting all these restrictions on people coming from south africa when you're letting them come from the southern united states pouring into our country and they don't have to have the same uh Testing or vaccinations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and what do like, you say? Like, like you say, Tim, he said, well, that's a different situation. Well, that was a political answer. That yeah. wasn't a scientific answer. No, because a, vi- a virus is a virus is a virus. And that's right. if you're, if you're saying, if you're saying, uh, we need to do whatever we can to stop this virus from coming into the United States in this, in this case, the, the, what do you call it? That the new one, the O Omicron. Yeah. That one. Mm-hmm. Uh, then or, or, or the uh, Delta variant or anything else, mm-hmm. how can you say, okay, if you come into LAX or Atlanta or JFK Airport, whatever, O'Hare, you're flying in from around the world, you got to come in here, you got to be tested. When you're saying, but as long as you walk across the border, yeah, you're good to go. Yeah. I mean, it makes no sense at all. No. That's not an answer. Yeah, Doctor Fauci, uh, he should give an answer. He should say, "Well, that's a problem too because we're not testing and vaccine." Well, it proves he's a politician. Yes, 
That's what it proves. Yes, yes, yes. If he, yeah. if he was being honest, because he he likes to say, didn't he say last week, I represent science? Yeah, I that think was he the said before. Mm-hmm. That was a pretty bold statement. Yeah, he, he, I represent huh? science. Yeah, he, he was. Uh, Not in that answer, he didn't. No, that was a. He that said, was "I am." But basically, didn't he say, "I am science"? Yes, yes. In a roundabout way, yes. Uh, that's like. Uh, I mean, that's like. I am Superman. That's why. Well, like that. Generally, huh? sentences that begin with "I am," yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, or not sentences you need to finish. <clears throat> You're listening to today's issues on American Family Radio. Uh, go ahead, Chris. Next story. Well, uh, keeping it with the COVID beat here. Uh, I mean, as crazy as the Fauci stuff is, COVID also- has a beat. Yes, and I lived there. Sounds like a <laughs> like hip hop or something. Yeah, it's a COVID beat. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna drop the beat. Yes. All right. So as crazy as the uh, the Fauci stuff was, there you also had this claim uh, from Jen Psaki last Thursday afternoon that COVID is the reason we've had looting and smashing grabs. I'm not making it up. Clip one. The president still think that crime is up because of the pandemic. I think uh, many people have conveyed that, and also one of the reasons that crime, one of the root reasons crime, we've uh, root causes of crime in communities is guns and gun violence, and we've seen that statistically around the country. Right, to your point, so when a huge group of criminals organizes themselves and they want to go loot a store, a CVS, a Nordstrom, a Home Depot, until the shelves are clean, you think that's because of the pandemic? I think a root cause in a lot of communities is the pandemic. Yes. <laughs> that's lol it is uh, i it have is. some reaction to it if you want to play it uh other than yeah. ours yes okay who are we going to hear from? all right this Chris? is a former uh cop turned radio personality jeff katz of wrva in richmond virginia clip right. two there's a reason that i refer to jen Saki as little red lying hood i don't think she has more than a tangential connection with the truth and it's never been clearer than this particular issue Here's the root cause of the looting and the uh, widespread criminal activity. It's leftists who have adopted the phrase defund the police and then acted on it. It's leftists who have said they're going to, quote, reimagine public safety, which apparently, if you look at San Francisco, includes the district attorney saying we're not going to prosecute crimes. New York City, where the mayor has attacked the police uh, more than he's dealt with. The criminals, we had an entire summer where we had cities on fire, we had billions of dollars worth of damage done, and and folks like Jen Psaki's boss, Joe Biden, and the Vice President Kamala Harris were out there uh, telling people to donate to the defense funds for the very people who were burning the city. Listen, that is uh, Jen Psaki there, the spokesperson for the president, saying that the, the widespread looting and uh, the, the what do they call them where they run into the stores? Smash, smash and, grabs. and grab. The smash and grabs going on, especially in California. Or the root cause of that, she yeah. said, is the pandemic. Yeah. yeah. Now, you could make that an argument too. if they were smashing and grabbing a loaf of bread or uh, a steak or something like that. But they're grabbing $5,000. No, purses. they're not hitting Kroger. No. Yeah. Nordstrom doesn't have bread. They're hitting Neiman Marcus. Okay. (laughs) This is a, these are professional. uh, They're hiring these people to go in. Yeah. uh, That was well orchestrated, the Nordstrom attack. Yeah. But also, uh, just as bad, and Mm -hmm. on a serious note, going on in. In big cities across across our country, Mm -hmm. 
the violent crime, the random violent crime, by random, mm -hmm. I mean, there, there was a man, I saw a video of a man sitting on a park bench uh, in California, I think Los Angeles area, waiting on a bus. Yeah. He's sitting, waiting on what, what you you know, you would say a bus uh, bench on the corner yeah. of the street. Well, two guys roll up, get out of their car, one points a gun at his head and, and grabs the guy's backpack in broad daylight. Yep. And it's just like this kind of thing. You read about these stories going on in big cities now all over the country. It's not safe. Mm -mm. It is not safe. Uh, and it's, it's spread from, you know, where you used to say, don't go into that part of town. Well, now it's spread to don't go into that town. Correct. Yeah. All right. We'll be back momentarily. Stay with us. What does the American Family Association stand for? AFA upholds the truth that all human beings, including the unborn, are created in the image of God and are worthy of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. These values and more are part of our mission to inform, equip, and activate individuals to strengthen the moral foundations of our culture. We also support the church. We want to be a leading organization in biblical worldview training for cultural transformation Thank you for standing with us. A vacation with a purpose. Hello, everyone. I'm Tim Wildman, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. That's what some of our folks have called our spiritual heritage tours, which we're going to be doing again in 2022. Let me tell you what we do. We go on a trip to Williamsburg, Jamestown, and Yorktown. We see early American history there. And then we go to Washington, D.C. and George Washington's Mount Vernon on a separate tour. We do these in June and September. They're perfect weather months in that part of the country. Stephen McDowell, who is a historian and author of America's Providential History, he will be our expert on the trip. So we'll have a historian joining us on these tours. It's going to be a wonderful time together in our nation's capital and in Colonial Williamsburg in 2022. June and September. If you want to go, go to the website spiritualheritagetours.com, spiritualheritagetours.com. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes with news and commentary next. Everyone's goals for advancing their education look different. At Liberty University, we've helped thousands of students like you earn their dream degree. So no matter what your goal is, we can help you get there. With over 450 degrees from the associate to the doctoral level to choose from, most of which are 100% online, you'll find what you need to succeed. To discover which degree might be the best fit for you, text DEGREE to 49595. That's DEGREE to 49595. Jessie Hamilton prepared meals for the men of Phi Gamma Delta for about 14 years. Her presence at Louisiana State University was life-changing for many of the fraternity brothers. She eventually went on to other jobs in life, cleaning and cooking, still hard at work, even at the age of 74. Andrew Fusiati was one of the young men who ate her cooking back in the day. And when he found out Mrs. Hamilton was still on the job, he just knew an intervention was in order. So he contacted a few of his fraternity brothers, and they decided to pay off Mrs. Hamilton's mortgage. And on her 74th birthday, they surprised her with a catered meal and a great big check, totaling more than $50,000. All those attending were given t-shirts proclaiming Jesse Hamilton Day and hankies as well to wipe away the tears. It was an emotional scene, those grown men taking care of a sweet lady who made sure they had a home-cooked meal. I'm Todd Starnes. 
Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through Him we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. American Family Radio. When you die, are you going to heaven or not? You can know for sure. Heaven or not. Dot net. This is today's issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Welcome back, everybody, to the uh, program Today's Issues here on American Family Radio. If you want to send us an email, the address is comments at AFR.net. Comments at AFR.net. Well, we will get back to the news of the day momentarily, but first of all, uh, there's a, uh, a, a new Christmas book that you want to be aware of, a children's book, and uh, our good friend Jim and our good friends Jim and Sheila Schmidt uh, join us right now to talk about uh, this. Uh, Jim is known as Armadillo Jim. Jim, good morning to you. Well, Brother Tim Wildman, it is an honor to be on American Family Radio. What a great way to celebrate Christmas. Thank you for having Sheila and I. Well, thank you, and Sheila. Welcome. Thank you so much. It's good to be here. So, uh, Jim, tell us about your ministry. Well, 20 years ago, your listeners became familiar with us when uh, we did the grief recovery for 9-11, and we were on a couple of times talking about grief recovery for children called I Cried Too. And then prior to that, I had traveled to America's public schools with pet armadillos teaching on the full armor of God in public schools called Put On Your Armor. And uh, ever since your dad founded to uh, American Family Radio, I've been informed in American Family Association that our children were in trouble. And uh, so this year, I guess God called us for a new place, if you will, to uh, spread the good news to children. Sheila, Sheila, where does the name Armadillo Jim? Did you give that to Jim? <laughs> no, sir. He was already Armadillo Jim when I I thought maybe this was a, a, ra- a pro wrestling name or something. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you said what now? I'm sorry, you said what? He was already Armadillo He was okay. already Armadillo Jim when I met him and I volunteered for his ministry and saw the integrity of the man and ended up falling in love with him. <laughs> well, you, that's pretty, not everybody can say they started dating a man called Armadillo. Uh, how'd you get the nick how'd you get the nickname, Jim? Well, you know, I was born James Schmidt in a small town in Texas and then when I started traveling with Pet Armadillos did a lot of secular shows, you know, did everything from Regis and Kathy Lee and all these major national television shows. And a friend of mine said, it sure is hard to introduce you as James Schmidt. And uh, you ought to call yourself Armadillo Jim. And I went, you know what? I think I'm going to. And so Roy Rogers had a horse. I had armadillos. And, uh, you know, I had last choice, I guess. A lot of people don't. You really, you really, how many armadillos did you travel with, Jim? Uh, well, they look a lot like luggage, so I traveled with a bunch of them, but uh, usually four at a time. They're born four at a time. And huh. In our book, uh, that family is represented in our children's book as well, four, four young armadillos. They're always born four at a time? 
Exactly. And we have a few questions about armadillos in the last uh, review page of our children's book. And so they'll learn that they're mammals, always born either all boys or all girls. And automadillo means little armored one. For those of you who speak Spanish out there, it uh, means little armored one. And so it's a perfect tool, if you will, a mascot for our not-for-profit foundation, Reaching Children. All right, Sheila, talk about the Christmas book and what's what's in it. Jim just referred to it and, and how people can uh, check it out. Well, we they can find us at thechristmasarmadillo.com, and I had the privilege and honor of doing the illustrations for the book. Jim authored it, and it tells the story of the Nativity of Jesus. Okay, uh, but... Sell it more, if you would, Sheila. Why should I order it? Well, let's let Jim tell the story okay. because he Jim? actually came up with the story. And Okay, go ahead, well, Jim. Brother brother Tim, a year ago I was putting up my nativity scene outdoors. It's a, almost a life-size, and it's based on the replica. It's a replica of the one my grandmother in 1889 brought to America as a little immigrant girl. She was responsible for it, and it was on my homestead and my dad gave it to me and uh, you know a lot of heirlooms passed down and so I built a life-size one thanks to Sheila's help she ordered the backdrop it's a painted backdrop of Bethlehem and last year I was putting it up for about the 10th year I was putting it up this replica of a 130 year old little nativity scene and my neighbor children said hey Mr. Jim you're putting up the barn thing huh I said yeah it's called the nativity and I said who's that pointing at Mary the statue of Mary and I said, it's Jesus' mother. And they were quiet. I said, y'all don't know her name? And so I was grieved. And I said, what about Jesus' daddy? So for me, it was more than putting Christ back in Christmas, which you guys have been so great at there at AFR. But this was more about putting the story back in Christmas. And so that night, the Holy Spirit just said, what do you got? And I said, armadillos. He said, all right, have an armadillo bump into a nativity scene and tell the story. And that's as simple as it can get. So, uh, what's the website if I want to go order the book? It's thechristmasarmadillo.com, and uh, Sheila's sister even wrote a Merry Christmas from Heaven poem that's free at that website, because Tim, as you know, so many of your listeners, thousands of them out there, have lost somebody this last year or two. And so we want to make available that that grief recovery poem that's really going to help a lot of people get through this holiday as well, because our I Cry 2 project is still linked there. Because children grieve, people are grieving. So Merry Christmas from Heaven is at the christmasarmadillo.com website as well. Hey, I'm just intrigued back, Jim, just a minute. I mean, maybe I'm the only one. The uh, armad- Traveling with armadillos is not something you see every day in your ministry. And I'm just wondering, do they... Are they like, do they have personalities? Are they like dogs or, I mean, uh, I, I are they all the same? I would say they're more like cats. Hmm. They're, they're very like... much have, a, have a, a mild temperament if you train them early. You know, if, if just like a wild bird flying in your house. I mean, it may be wild at first, but uh, since we catch them or rescue them, if you will, when they're young, I know there's a lot of people out there, a lot of your farmers and ranchers that, that don't care for them and what people do on their own property. Right. <laughs> we don't care, but for hours, we were able to tame and gentle them. They're like pets, and they're able to get us on a lot of national television shows that then are publicity for us to get to the children, to teach them on the full armor of God, or now in this case, the Christmas armadillo. 
Yeah. Well, what a unique yeah. way to spread the gospel of Christ uh, using as a ministry. As just uh, that's uh, well, Tim. Ooh, go ahead, Tim. If you if you Google uh, children's books for Christmas, unfortunately, the twenty fourth one is one about the nativity or Christ. Most of them are Rudolph, reindeer, snowmen, Frosty, anything you know, Home Alone, anything but Jesus's birthday. So we believe now, all of your listeners, whether they own a dry dry cleaners or a, a tire shop, maybe they can print a little story of Christmas because only 22% of Americans know the true story of Christmas. Christmas has become a holiday and not the birth of Jesus. And if we bring back right. the greatest story ever told, then people will recognize a Savior Amen. has been born, God among us. Amen. We'll go ahead and give that website again, if you would, Sheila. And uh, we'll encourage people to go there. TheChristmasArmadillo.com. Okay, and Armadillo, ladies and gentlemen, is spelled A-R-M-A-D-I-L-L-O, in case you're wondering. <laughs> yep. That's <laughs> it's it's, it's that's something yeah. you spell every day. We so. say Armadillo. Uh, armadillo. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, listen, Jim and Sheila, thanks so much for being on with us. Gila, uh, Jim and Sheila Schmidt have been our guests these last few minutes. We wish you the best with the book, and, uh, and and come see us sometime. And we love being a financial partner with you as well. Thank you so much for all you do for, for the ministry around the world. Thank Amen. you so much for AFR. And by, by the way, where, where, where is home? I'm sure, um, I'm, a, I'm guessing West Texas somewhere. No, we. Yeah. although I heard you when I was in yeah. the oil field out in West Texas, but uh, we're living in Tulsa now. Okay. And we'll come through Tupelo every now and then. Well, come see us next time you're coming through. We will. Okay. Thank you so much, Tim. Uh, thank you. Bye-bye. Merry Christmas. Merry All Christmas. Right. I um, did not know that about hey, armadillos. We oh. need to have devotion with the armadillos running around. Yeah. That's weird. Four? Only four? And it's every time? And it's four males right. or four females. Hmm. Oh, you mean, is that, is that what he said? I missed That's that part. It. Yeah. That's it. I, I remember the born in fours. This is good trivia Friday stuff right here. It sure is. That was education. So, uh, so an armadillo has uh, four, the ba- uh, baby, four, had four babies. Mm-hmm. They're all one sex. Yeah. For the other. Yeah. Wow. Ne- never knew that. Yeah. Never me knew neither. Hmm. You think he's pulling our leg there? Or you think? That's- no, oh, no. no. Oh, I looked expert. it up on the internet where you can't is put anything that isn't true. So. <laughs> What does it say on the internet? It says they come in quadruplets. Uh, armadillos are born in four. Uh, nine banded armadillos nearly always have litters of four babies, including quadruplets. Nine, uh, nine, what? Did you uh, say bandits? Nine banded armadillos. Um, and then it says armadillo babies look very much like adults, but are smaller and softer than What's their What's a armadillo. band, Chris? Uh, like the little marks around the shell. Oh, that's what's called. So nine, you got nine of them? Yeah. Gotcha. Well, I, I I did not learn that at my agricultural and mechanical university. Mm, I want my money back. Okay. All right, Chris. One of tell the, us uh, about the uh, uh, armadillos in D.C., Chris. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, one of the things that uh, a lot of people are pushing is this Build Back Better bill, and certainly uh, I know it, I'm pushing it. Yes. Well, you know, I'm on the COVID beat, but I'm also on the cost of everything. Build back uh, better. Beat. Who could be against that? Mm. Well, and that's actually a good, uh, uh, somebody in this audio clip that you're going to hear makes that point. Um, Joe Biden and Democrats are pushing the Build Back Better bill. 
uh, specifically now that it's in the Senate. The House approved it very narrowly uh, in the last couple of weeks. Now it's in the Senate to approve this multi-trillion dollar bill that Biden seems to think is going to solve all of our problems. One person that is a definite no on this is Republican Senator John Kennedy from Louisiana. He talked about the bill over the weekend on Maria Bartiromo's program on Fox News Channel. Clip four. Trillions of dollars of new spending, new taxes, new debt, new welfare programs. The only way I know how to improve it is is with a shredder. Um, It's going to fuel inflation. Uh, When a hot pocket costs you $10, remember, we're building back better. Uh, a new a new welfare program for illegal immigrants, amnesty for illegal immigrants, federal takeover of early childhood education and child care. Yeah. Uh, you know what? There's a good chance this Build Back Better boondoggle, how you like that B-B-B-B-B? Yeah. Yes. Uh, is going to fail to pass in the Senate because there are at least two Democrat senators who are going to vote no at this point. So I, I don't know how he gets it passed, Biden. And, and Pelosi passed it in the House. What was it, like a straight-line party vote probably? It was like 220 to 213, Yeah, something like that. But I, I, you know, uh, Joe, right now Joe Manchin, the Democrat from West Virginia, and Kristen Sinema, the uh, Democrat from Arizona, are saving the republic. Yes. <laughs> can, you, can you imagine? Huh? That's how close we are yeah. to build back better passing. Yeah, yeah, I know. We're talking know, because all they need is fifty plus. Uh, you need fifty. BP Harris Kamala is yes. going to be the one to do it. And yeah. I'm not sure about cinema, but Mansion is holding strong. By the way, uh, speaking of Mansion, uh, he is going to vote in favor of a Republican resolution in the Senate to nullify President Biden's vaccine mandate for private companies. He's yeah. going to vote with Republicans on that. Yeah, yeah. the 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 vaccine. Uh, or what I call COVID shots. Yeah. The word, the use of the word vaccine to me has been intentionally manipulative. Um, I know technically speaking what they produce is called a vaccine, but in the generic, or should I say general usage of a term in the American vernacular, mm-hmm. that's what I, the common folks, you say vaccine, it means to stop something. Yeah. Polio okay. vaccine. It stops something. Yeah. Yeah. Vaccine stops something. Well, this, this, uh, the, that's why I call them basically COVID shots because they don't stop the virus from spreading. Well, it's more akin to the flu shots that we all became right. familiar with. Right. They call them flu shots. They didn't call them flu vaccines. So basically, you're talking about COVID shots. That's all, that's yeah. all it is. But, but anyway, uh, uh, so what was your, what was your, uh, what were you, the bill back better, I doubt is even going to uh, pass. Yeah. Let's hope that it does. And it would be a major defeat for the administration. Uh, he doesn't have a lot of things to hang his hat on uh, right now, really, since he took office. He's going into the midterm elections. It looks like Republicans and maybe other parties are going to take seats away Chris, from We're going to change that. I've just decided we're going to change that expression. Okay. You said he doesn't have a lot to, quote, hang his hat on, right, Chris? Okay. Talking, you're talking about Biden? Am I getting canceled? No, you're not. Is that no, wrong you're not, Chris. I just, I, I just thought of this. You know what? We're going to go with 
he doesn't have a lot to hang his face mask on. There you go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think that's a more appropriate. And that's when he chooses to wear one because when he was in when my, he was in my, Nantucket, didn't didn't have one on, and then he told everybody a few my days point later. Point exactly. Rules for thee and not for me. Biden doesn't wear a face mask. Uh, it, there's been four or five pictures of him taken in places mm -hmm. that he was required to wear a face mask, and he didn't have one on. That's true. And uh, it's very disappointing. But uh, I would say that uh, that uh, he needs to uh, find somewhere to yeah. hang his face. He has found somewhere to hang his face. You know, mask, it's uh, not over his face. You know, some people, uh, entrepreneurial people, have kind of uh, gotten to the point where they've made masks for people these last few years mm -hmm. uh, because of the demand for masks. I wonder if someone has made him a mask that says malarkey <laughs> across the, in the front of it and sent it to him. That wouldn't obviously make headlines, but I wouldn't put it past somebody. Yeah. As much. Uh, well, okay. Next story, Chris. Okay. Well, I do want to mention this because you mentioned the uh, the mandate there. Uh, mayor de Blasio, who's about to leave office. New York City. Yes. Uh, New York, very socialist mayor. I mean, he's to the left of Bernie Sanders. Yeah. And there's like three yeah. people in the Milky Way that are to the left of Bernie Sanders. But right. de Blasio is one of them. And uh, he is imposing a vaccine mandate on private sector employers. So this is, you know, uh, the federal mandate, which is in New legal York limo. City's kind of collapse. Yeah. Did he, you see where Wall Street is thinking about moving to Florida? I did not. But I'm not I talking about obviously the the street. Yeah. I'm talking about the major, like the New York Stock Exchange type thing, where a lot of their employees, the employees of companies who work there in New York on Wall Street are wanting to move away, get yeah. out of uh, Florida and other places, but they're wanting to leave New York City. And the, uh, the day there was a story about these big firms telling their employees, and I'm talking about people who <clears throat> commute down to Wall Street in New York to work every day. Mm -hmm. And the companies down there, I've forgotten the name of the big ones. You've all heard of them. They were telling their employees, you need to dress down to come into the office so you don't get robbed. Mm. because I'm serious. Read about it. Yeah. They you don't want to, you, you don't want to draw attention to yourself coming into work in New York city by looking like, you know, you're a million bucks. Uh, so you want to make sure you dress down so that the, uh, you're not a target for a, uh, a, a mugging yeah. or, a, a, a robbery. Uh, am I the, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Right? Oh, I know. Yeah, I've had a it? similar situation. It was years ago, but I went to uh, New Orleans. Uh, somebody, somebody I know was uh, enrolling in one of the universities down there, and this is like years ago. I was in college myself, and uh, we were. Uh, <laughs> someone had made the mark. They're like, "Yeah, you shouldn't have worn that." So, I mean, I, I myself have been in those situations. Um, they, but it, it's a sad state. Of, what were you wearing? Uh, that, that attracted people to uh, nicer clothes, I guess. I don't. I mean, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't on the level of what we Southerners might refer to as church clothes, but it right. wasn't, you know. Um, okay. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm about you to paint my house. You don't clothes. want to make yourself a, a shiny lure. Yeah. For that, for that yeah. big. And you know, and I've never to been along. to New Orleans, so I'm sure I was exactly. like, whoa, you know. De Blasio, and it's just got. This is another why people are leaving New York. In this announcement this morning from his office said he's broadening his key to uh, NYC program, which will requiring proof of vaccination for indoor dining so you don't get into a restaurant without it, mm -hmm. fitness and entertainment, expanding the measure to include 5 to 11-year-olds. Your 5-year-old 
will have to prove yeah. vaccinations. So you, you, if you want to take your kids to Disney on Ice at Madison Square Garden, now he's a he's a mayor uh, who's going out because they they elected a new mayor. When does the new mayor get in? Yeah, January. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. In January. But De Blasio, he thinks he's done such a great job there in New York. He is considering now running for governor of New York. Well, I, All well, I, I can read, where I can read, he doesn't have much of a chance there. But uh, listen, uh, I, I I do think New York's going down the tubes. New York oh. City, New York City. I'm talking about by yeah. down the tubes. I mean, I think they're going to lose their. Uh, Appeal as a tourist destination. Mm-hmm. Those dollars, crime, violent crime is going up. Safety uh, is a big issue. I don't care if you're liberal or conservative. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be. You don't want to live in a cesspool, right? right? So, you know, uh, liberalism is a mental disorder. It is, and that's the reason crime is going up in these big cities because Democrats control them. Democrats don't believe in, in putting people in prison. They don't believe in supporting the police, by and large. So, if you don't believe in putting people in jail or prison for mm-hmm. crime, and you, so you got a revolving door down at the police station, you know, and you, you tell people, like in California, as long as you shoplift and keep it under a thousand bucks, you know, we're not gonna we're not gonna put you away. I mean, that's an that's why I'm, that's a mental. That's what I said. Mental disorder. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. Huh? To announce that, uh, no bail. Really? By the way, how's that? How's that working out for them? We were talking about smash and grab a few moments ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Twelve that were arrested recently. I'm not sure if it's the Nordstrom one. They were all let out the same day. Yeah. Peer in court. Think about it. You're think out. Of, yes. Think about you're a police officer, and or a detective, uh, and you go to all that work and trouble in Los Angeles. To find these people, the, at least some of them, who did this latest smash and grab, mm-hmm. the looting, where they walk up, they, they drive up with 10 cars, they drop, they, 20, 30, 40 people go into place, they're, they're going in five minutes, they know what they're going to get, this is what's going on, it's really organized crime. Well, the LAPD caught 14 of them, Yeah, I think it was LAPD, they bring them in, arrest them, well, the, they, they, let them, they let them out because they have no bail. Yeah, like uh, the cops that, that the cop, day. The cops mm-hmm. said before we could get the paperwork done, they were released. Yeah. Well, you listen. I have no sympathy for the people of Los Angeles or California, where this happens. I mean, I guess I have sympathy from a human level about people being victims of crime. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, have sympathy on that. But uh, politically, listen, these people in Los Angeles, they vote for this stuff. San Francisco, they right. vote. Vote for this stuff. So if you're going to vote for lawlessness, don't complain about lawlessness. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a fellow the other day. Uh, this was in, It's getting serious because I say getting serious in quotations. Uh, by that, I mean these criminals are going into rich neighborhoods. Yes. They're no longer restrained to the hood, so to speak, mm-hmm. uh, or the, the, you know, the part of town where a lot of crime goes on. These people are going into uh, Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. They're going into uh, you know other parts of Los Angeles that are known for Santa Monica. Yeah, they're going in. Uh, the other day, this uh, fellow went into uh, a home of a uh, socialite and yes. her husband, who was a well-to-do uh, uh, music mm-hmm. executive. 
they were in their 70s or 80s. Yeah. Uh, this guy who's a career criminal mm-hmm. breaks into their home, mm-hmm. kills a lady. Mm-hmm. Did he rob them of something? You that, remember? That I don't know. I mean, that was the intent to it rob. It was the intent. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the gentleman, the, the husband didn't get harmed and they had a security guard there. Yes. But this made, this does make the, the news, uh, much to the chagrin of the liberal media there, it had to make the news because it affected a high profile couple mm-hmm. in Los Angeles, uh, California in a Beverly Hills neighborhood, which is a gated, basically a gated, uh, town. Have they blamed the gun yet? But not the individual. Uh, they, they will. That's what I'm talking about. Listen, uh, if the if if you want to go on and pretend that these liberal quote uh, progressive ideas about how to deal with crime work, you mm-hmm. just go right ahead and let people out no bail. Uh, let let these violent criminals with a history of um, you know a rap sheet as long as I don't know three feet long, mm-hmm. and they're let, and they're still out. Well, that's what happened with the guy up in Wisconsin. Uh, no, Wisconsin, Walker Wisconsin, Shaw. right? Mm-hmm. In yeah, the guy who drove through the crowd in his car, right, and killed all those people in Wisconsin. He was he 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 ran over his girlfriend a few months ago. Yeah, just days before. Oh, was it just days before? And was let out on a thousand dollar bail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the so the the prosecutors and the 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 crime sympathizers mm-hmm. in. Wisconsin, they don't care. They don't care that these people are are roaming free. The <clears throat> and the only re- the only way they can be held accountable is for the voters to vote liberal politicians out. Well, if they're not going to do that, these they're going to keep doing the same thing. Uh, a lot of this goes back to so, quote social justice. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, the and uh, equi- equity. You'll hear you'll hear this term a lot right. here. Uh, Vice President Harris they use it. Or, uh, you know, equity. Uh, that, so, it's it's Harris was paying to bail out the the the, the uh, rioters mm-hmm. in Minneapolis during that's, that's right last year. Mm-hmm. That, 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 so these these liberal slash progressive politicians they don't care that people are punished. I, now I'm 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 talking broadly and generally here. Okay. Uh, there are exceptions, like the new mayor in New York. He's a Democrat, but he believes in law and order. But these progressives, they don't care. They don't care at all about the people. We'll be back momentarily. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.